Hi everybody, this is Michael Hildebrand and I'm your host on the Sleep Trust Podcast, where I'm talking about how to gain back trust in your ability to have a superb sleep again. In this week's episode of the Sleep Trust Podcast, we are going to talk about naps. And not as announced in last week's episode about sleeping pills, uh, we're going to have a full series about sleeping pills because of the high demand that you have for this topic. And I'm even going to try to get a full-blown expert into an interview to get even more information about sleeping pills out to you. So let's dig right into the topic of naps. And this is a topic that I'm really looking forward to tape. Uh, to be fair, I always love to tape podcasts for you. But this one is a very special one because I love naps. Uh, you know that I love sleeping. You know that I love dreaming. And I, in particular, I love my naps. So um, there are two different kinds of naps that we want to differentiate um, when we're looking at these because they have certain kinds of benefits and characteristics and also drawbacks. So the first one is the power nap. Uh, which I actually did right before recording this podcast. Uh, a power nap is a 15-minute nap that you can have basically anywhere where you're not going to be disturbed. So you can have it in your office, you can have it in the park, you could even have it in the toilet when you lock yourself in. Um, and it's very, very um, short and very powerful. We'll dig into the, the details uh, in just a couple of seconds. And the second nap that we want to have a look at is a nap nap, so a full nap, which would typically be a full sleep cycle going through all the sleep stages that you have at night, but only one cycle. And uh, we would have to take out uh, about 90 minutes out of our daily schedule to uh, have a, a real nap. So it's a little bit more time-consuming um, and a little bit more complicated for us to have, but it has benefits and we're going to have a look at them uh, in just a while. But let's start having a detailed look at the power nap. So as mentioned, a power nap is about 15 minutes. What we want to do, or let's start like this. Uh, when should we have a power nap? And the way I use them is that I kind of just listen to my body. When I start to um, get unconcentrated, my focus goes away, I'm, uh, my creativity lacks. Uh, when I'm finding that I'm having a hard time to uh, take on decisions, and you know, you don't have to be a boss to uh, take decisions. A decision is also, you know, do you want to have a banana ice or a chocolate one? And if you start to go like, oh, yeah, they're both really delicious. Uh, I can't de decide that. That's kind of a point or a sign that you're uh, maybe uh, lacking um, uh, awakeness. So these are typically the moments when I would try to cut myself out of the daily business for 15 minutes and do a power nap. We really, really, really want to take care that it's not longer than 15 minutes. Um, you could also go up to 20 minutes. You, you kind of have to adjust this a little bit uh, for, for uh, your personal uh, situation and your bodies. But as soon as we go out of this light sleep into a 
deepish sleep. Uh, it's going to be really hard to get up and running again. And you're not going to feel refreshed. Uh, you're going to feel knocked out. This is not what we're, where we want to go uh, with, with the power nap. So take 15 minutes. Uh, and the way I uh, take care that it's not going to be longer than 15 minutes is that I simply set the alarm clock and my uh, smartphone. That's it. Uh, you can also use little tricks like uh, putting a, uh, your keys into your hand and when you fall asleep, uh, you, you would kind of drop the keys to the floor when you're sitting in your, your uh, chair and that would wake you up again. But I really uh, like to keep it easy, uh, set my alarm clock and that way I know 15 minutes later my alarm clock is going to uh, ring and that's me up and running again. You can have one or even more power naps over the course of a day uh, according to how you feel. It's also good if you're lacking sleep and you, you're not able to have a full uh, nap that I'm going to come to in, uh, uh, next, then uh, a power nap can really help you to close that gap, at least give you a little bit power for the next hour or so. And I think power naps are super important and powerful when it comes to getting tired in the car. And this, guys, uh, uh, out there, it's, it's, we all know it, it's really dangerous. So if you're getting tired in your car, instead of risking falling asleep, just take the next exit. Close your eyes for 15 minutes. That's really not a, a whole bunch of time. Everybody can do that. And then you're up and running for, I would say, in, in my case, it's at least an hour that I'm really feeling refreshed and uh, that I'm not risking to, to get so tired that I fall asleep. These are kind of the ways that I utilize power naps. But when you're really missing out on sleep, sometimes a nap would be the better choice. This can be because you worked late hours or you got to bed for any other kind of reason. Or even if you're just having sleep problems at the moment and you didn't get the amount of sleep that really serves you well. Uh, then a nap at daytime can really do little wonders. What you want to do is to cut out one and a half hours approximately. And you, you would really have to test this a little bit because our sleep cycles are not all 90 minutes on average. That would be nice and you can read it in the internet that they're all you know, suggesting these 90 minutes. That's kind of an average number. So you'll have to test a little bit. But start with 90 minutes and see how that serves you. You want to really lay down, uh, best would be to lay down in your bed if you're able to do that. Uh, jump into your pajama or however you sleep at nighttime and just get into this state of having a real sleep. And then you just sleep for one full sleep cycle. And this is really resting because uh, it's not only resting your mind, it's also uh, giving you all sleep stages, including deep sleep. Uh, it's going to rest your body too. So you might even want to have a, a, a nap after doing heavy work. Um, it's, it's just a very resting experience. And if you were uh, missing out of sleep, so I, I particularly, to give you an example of how I use this, uh, you know, I'm in the 5 a.m. club and I get up at 5 a.m. And sometimes when I'm, because I'm also an owl, 
uh, when I get into creative state of working uh, in the evening, I go on to, let's say, 12 o'clock, uh, which only leaves me with five hours of sleep, sometimes even a little bit less. And when I get up the next day and I start to get productive, uh, at some point I do feel that I get tired or that could happen at least. It wouldn't happen if I do this once, but if I did twice in a row. Uh, and that's the point where I just go to bed, have a nap for one and a half hours, get up and feel super refreshed. And after that, I can just go on. I feel good. I feel happy. I feel that I can concentrate. I feel that I'm creative again, that I can do and take good decisions. So a nap is really a thing that will not only refresh your mind, but it will also refresh your body. And you can really use it to make up for missing sleep in the night. Nothing I would suggest to do on a regular basis, but you know, every now and again, uh, it's certainly a good thing to catch up on sleep that way. Uh, and you can also do and take a nap when you're not feeling that good. So if you're kind of noticing that you're getting a flu or uh, feeling a little bit ill, but you're kind of still up and running, a nap can be super powerful to give your body that extra rest and uh, to get, give, get your immune system and everything leveled up to, you know, battle that fight and make you healthy before you even got sick. So that's the, the big two advances that you can have when you take a full nap. Uh, of course, the big drawback is that we're not always able to do so. So if you're working in an office or uh, anywhere else out there and you're not an entrepreneur or you're not working for a company that is super open to these things, then you're probably going to have a hard time to uh, schedule in that nap. In that case, just try to get on with uh, one, two or three power naps over the day to kind of keep you going. But for all others out there who are um, able to do so, really try to take a nap if you feel that it's going to serve you well. And that's basically all that's to it. I'm not going to back this up with any kind of science whatsoever. You can have a look at the tons of studies out there on naps, power naps and the positive effect that it can and will have for you if you give it a try. But I really want to encourage you to uh, test this, to try to make your own experience, come to your own conclusion. And if you think, oh, I'm too busy, I do not have the time to do so, I can assure you you do not have the time to miss out on this because there's no such productivity lack than working when you're tired. And if you boost your awakeness, your state of concentration, of decision-making, of creativity through a power nap, uh, this is really going to boost your outcome 100%. So let's wrap up this week's episode of the Sleep Trust Podcast together. There are two different types of naps. One is the power nap that is typically 15 minutes and that you can do basically anywhere where you have 15 minutes on your own. You could do it in your office, in the park. And if you do so, it will increase your ability to work focused, productive, creative, and it will also increase your decision-making capabilities.
the full-blown nap is gonna take you around one and a half hours and it's best for you to have in your bed or in a place that you feel similar, cozy, and are able to really shut your eyes and fall into deep sleep. You wanna have this if you're making up uh, sleep that you were lacking in that night uh, before, or even if you feel that an illness is on its way and your body just needs this extra rest. I wanna close up this week's episode with promoting our Facebook page that's out there to make the world better and um, to gain your sleep trust. So if you're not already a friend, please consider getting a friend. If you like this week's episode, leave me a thumbs up there. And it would also be great to just share what power naps can do for you in the comment section of this week's episode. And that's it for this week's episode of the Sleep Trust Podcast. I hope you enjoyed yourself and that you tune in next week when we're going to talk about faith and how faith can be a really key factor if you want to gain and build your sleep trust. So until then, have a superb sleep. Hey there, and thanks for listening to the Sleep Trust Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you want to get further information on this podcast or material that will help you to gain back your sleep trust, please check out sleeptrust.eu, that's sleeptrust.eu, where you will get lots of information around sleep. And here comes some legal stuff. Everything on this podcast is my opinion only, so do not take it as an advice, as I am not a doctor, nor have I considered your personal situation. If you feel that you need medical advice, please consider getting an appointment at your doctor of trust. If you want to give me any kind of feedback on this podcast, feel free to email me at podcast at sleeptrust.eu. I hope you tune in again next week and until then, have a good sleep.